You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. This is the first episode recorded in 2022. You know, we just did our year-end recap, lessons learned that we always do, um, and now, nothing is more fitting for a number of reasons than an episode on building a home gym. Because, A, it's January and everybody wants to get in shape. You know, it's that New Year's resolution thing. And where we are uh, in Ontario, Canada, we've had another like semi-lockdown where um, most things are open, but gyms are closed again. <laughs> so, if you haven't put together a home gym yet... Um, this is a perfect time to do it. And well, well, I got one more reason. What's that? The Omicron virus. It's like spreading like wildfire. No, wildfire. Nobody wants to go to their house. Everybody's hunkering. They're, they're self-isolating. I am. Yeah, so I guess that's... What, what else am I going to do for mental health? Yeah. And physical health. Okay. Um, so so uh, today we're going to talk about the reasons why you want a uh, home gym and the benefits of the home gym and how having a home gym, you can incorporate um, a number of little um, training hacks um, and things that we recommend for a home gym. Um, and it's kind of segue-ish, if you want to call it, because um, today's sponsor is Great Lakes Geria, which is where we get all of our fitness equipment from. Um we're not recording an episode specifically to plug them, but we plug them every time we do an episode anyway. Um, so Great Lakes Geria is a company that does um, kettlebells, clubs, barbells, squat racks, you know, dumbbells. Um, they do this expensive fancy treadmill. Um, but really the core essentials that you need for a quality home gym Really high quality equipment. Uh, the prices are super fair. Um, like especially, you know, we're big kettlebell fans, and the quality of their kettlebells are among the best I've ever used. And the pricing is, uh, you know, really well priced. Um, like when you compare to a lot of the other brands out there. Um, so getting great quality equipment at a fair price and, uh, you know, getting them from like great people who really love fitness. Um, you know, and they're a Canadian company. Um, they do ship to the States. Uh, so for us, you know, it's awesome to have uh, sort of a partnership with these guys. And what's great is if you use promo code LiveWild, um, then you will save 5% on your order, and then they kick us back a few points. It um, doesn't cost you any more. In fact, you save money. And the great thing you'll <clears throat> run into is their website is really easy to follow, um, shows them what they have in stock. Uh, things are shipped pretty quick. Uh, you know, like anytime we pick it up ourselves, and it, it's always ready quickly. So if you go to greatlakesgearia.com, that's G-I-R-Y-A dot com, um, or us.greatlakesgearia.com if you're an American, 
It'll probably auto-direct anyway. That's the way the modern things work. And uh, at checkout, use promo code LIVEWILD to save 5%. Get great equipment. And, uh, yeah. And then basically listen to the rest of this episode on what to do, you know, what to get and what to do with it when you get it. Um, you know, we, we talk about it like our home gym quite often. And we're to the point, like, we've canceled all of our gym memberships. Uh, you well, know. except for the climbing when they're open. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, we don't have enough space for a climbing wall. Wall inside. <laughs> um, although we do have a fingerboard. We do. That's what I got Thank Catherine you. for Christmas um, to train your fingers. So at least your grip strength is there when you can go back to the climbing gym. Yeah. Um, so let's go through, aside from lockdowns, let's go through some of the key benefits of having a home gym. Yeah, top of mind. and has, in our case, to do with location of our gym because it's um, in our living room now. Mm-hmm. It used to be in our hallway at my old apartment and at the new apartment. Our, this living room is probably 20 by 13, 25 by 13, something like that. Half of it or 10 by 12 of it is our home gym. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's central to this house. Um, so you're always, it's a part of your life. You see it every day, and it also is something that um, naturally my kids can get into now because mm-hmm. they couldn't go to the home. They couldn't go to the gym. Yeah, they, they weren't, weren't to daycare. That's right. They weren't old enough. Yeah. Now they work out with us. Yep. And so with Winston's help over the course of the year, they have really improved their form. They were they, they use kettlebells, and that's a thing that you need to really be careful of. Um, I wouldn't have had that opportunity, you know, to spend extra time with them, quality time. Now they're into working out. Yeah. And uh, well, I think it's one of those things too. It's like when you set the example, uh, because days where they're like, eh, I don't think I'll work out. Like we don't force them to work out. That's uh, right, yeah. But days when it's like, okay, that's cool. We're working out anyway. It was funny because at the beginning we were encouraging, well, I guess kind of forcing them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I backed off right away knowing that that was a bad idea. And then all of a sudden they started to come around the corner and there would be days that they'll work out and I won't, Yeah, you know, so. You know, those are rare, but, you know. But a lot of it is that thing of like, um, our kids learn, um, obviously things we tell them, but they really learn by example, mm-hmm. right? So when they see the mom making fitness a central part of her life, then it just becomes, oh, well, this is just what you do. Right. They're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> at their age, you know, because they started at nine and seven, maybe. Yeah. And that. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I didn't get, ever get into strength training until I was maybe a little bit at 16. Mm-hmm. But really, until much, until recently, four, yeah. at 40. So, such an important, you know, thing to have in your life for health. Yeah. That I think really should be um, a requirement even in high school to continue because they learn about their body and about body movement and, you know, gives them confidence. And Yeah, well, and I think there there's all the benefits to fitness, right? There's the physical benefits, <laughs> you know, there's the psychological benefits, both, you know, better mood, less depression, less anxiety, and more confidence. Like the more mm-hmm. things you're good at yeah. in life 
then the more confident you are, right? Like when you when you regularly overcome challenges and you see yourself progressing, mm-hmm. then you're just more confident in the things you do. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times kids don't get opportunities for that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, things that you have to work for. Um, and the weights basically... Um, have no mercy (laughs) you know in the sense that yeah you know it's not going to coddle you it's not going to um you know tell you you're the champ yeah you know you can you know it's like you either move it or you don't right and so then as you go and like you know hudson's talked about this you know well i used to be able to use the eight pound and now i can use the 10 pound and (laughs) da 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 you know (laughs) he's like 40 pounds yeah yeah, you know, but the fact is, mm-hmm. is that he's he's moving mm-hmm. weights, yeah, that are more than he used before, yeah, right. And that's one of the biggest things um, that people really should focus on. And this is nothing to do with home gyms, but focus on who you were yesterday, mm. not what anybody else is doing. Yeah, right. Because you know the the fact is is that um, if you sort of compare yourself to sort of like Instagram fitness influencers, mm-hmm. you're just going to hate yourself, right? There's people who've made their life um, just fitness stuff, right? So they look good, you know, in their underpants. Um, and, you know, there's lots of tricks that come into that. Uh, but this is all they do. <laughs> so if you're somebody with a life and jobs and family, um, it's much more difficult to... Uh, you know, look like whether you're male or female, um, you know, like a like a movie star or an action star. Yeah. Um, you know, it's get in shape, be functional. You know, and and aim to look better and be better than you were previously. Yeah. Versus comparing yourself to anybody else. Yeah. No. Well, being functional is really important when you as you age. Yeah. Right. You know, one of the things that I really like about the home gym is how in the morning, I may not go and work out, although I should, but I also, I also use it as my place of um, relaxation and meditation, mm-hmm. you know, place to calm down and Yeah, it's down. an open floor space. Yeah. So just to have that dedicated space there for that, I think is great. What about you? What do you, what benefits do you see in having a home gym? Well, so uh, number one is uh it never closes <laughs> right um there's never a lineup uh or very rarely <laughs> you know we might run into the thing like if both of the kids are working out with us yeah we got to get organized with who's where so people aren't banging into each other because um, we don't have a huge gym um but you know the fact is is that we all four of us have worked out in your old apartment. Well, that's what I was going to say, because in, in the old apartment, it was like an eight by 10 area, like in a weird shape. Not, not even maybe five by seven. Yeah, because it was in the hallway. Yeah. So we had one kid in the galley of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> one kid in the living room. Living room. Two of us in the other area yeah. facing different directions and do not walk around as as we're working out because you might clocked with a kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> which Amanda almost did that one time. Yeah, because you want to go to the bathroom so her mom's doing swings. And she just walks right as I pull back. And yeah. I'm like, whoa. 
<laughs> like it's like you know it's like do not when somebody's do not you know and I, and like like I reiterated it like five or six times right yeah. you know super stern yeah and what's the first thing she, she does. does? Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. It was like that moment out of uh, Indiana Jones when the ball oh, swings. Swinging. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, just dive past it. Oh it's my like, God. And she didn't even notice. No. And I'm like, ha ah! Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So if we could do it then <laughs> and manage not any no, 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 no catastrophic, you know, kettlebell injuries. Yeah. Then you can do it too. Yeah. And you can figure it out. But. Um, um, so that that's number one. Um Another one I think really is that uh, instead of the going to the gym being, okay, uh, you know, it takes me 10 minutes to get there and then I got to get changed and then I got to this and then I, you know, so it's a sizable time commitment, right? Yeah. Um, when you have a home gym, because um, like the, the program I have set up for you right now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's your if you want to call it evening workouts, the ones we do together, mm-hmm. but six days a week, you have a 10 minute thing to do it each day. Mm-hmm. Um, so three days a week are fingerboard, mm-hmm. right? For your grip and three days a week are just 10 minutes of kettlebell swings. Mm-hmm. Well, if you had to go to the gym, it wouldn't be 10 minutes, mm-hmm. right? It'd be, you know, 10 minutes to get there, Yeah, go in, do it. And then 10 minutes to come home. And, and we know from experimentation that frequency and low volume will get you far. Yeah. So if that means that, you know, whatever it is, you know, something that requires you to be in a gym, you, you can now do that at home. Yep. Um, it facilitates that, if, especially if you work from home. Yeah. But if you're just home in different parts of the day, times of the day, you can do it too. You know, you can do something quickly in the morning. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, it changes the template. That, you know, you could do, um, let's say, uh, you know, two 10-minute workouts, like one in the morning, one at lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're working from home, for instance. Yeah. Um, two 10-minute bits and then a 20-minute thing at night or half an hour yeah, at night. Especially if you're struggling because you work at, a, you know, at your desk all day and you're at home um, and you need to move. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't. They just get glued to their computer. Um, if you can set an alarm every hour for 10 minutes, go move. Yeah. And that be part of your movement snack. Go do some swings. Go do some chin-ups. Go do some push-ups. And, and that's part of what we kind of alluded to frequency, right? But yep. there's something called grease the groove where essentially if you do multiples of those items right or whatever you pick something say chin-ups so you do one or two chin-ups it's got to be easy but yep. you do them like 10 times 10 sets of them in a day if you do yep. that every day for a month you will have significant gains yeah and i experienced that and we'll do this on, talk about this more in another episode the easy strength program where you essentially do a you know workout which took me 10 minutes yeah five days a week and you're like Honestly, almost bored because it's too easy. It's too easy. It's like, uh, you know, like, really? Am I getting? And then you come back, and then here I am doing, you know, what was just, I can squat now a 65 pound kettlebell. You know, it's not easy. It's work, but I can do it. Yeah. I remember I went to, um, what was the other big? Was it pull up? Yeah. Pull ups. Yeah. Yeah. Pull ups. Uh, chin ups. Um, I can now do, you know, you can do at least one real one, like full snow assistance. I can do two. Yeah. 
I mean, assisted. No, no, I mean, no assistance. Oh, no assistance. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But you assisted know, using a 30 pound band. Yeah, you can do five. I can do five. Yeah. Three for sure. The last well, but, two are But tired. remember the other day? Well, you helped me. You know, but that was, you did five after you already did a bunch of other hard shit. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. That workout I took you through. Yeah, that's true. It, was, yeah. it wasn't just fresh. Yeah. But. That's pretty substantial. Yeah. And then, and I think the last piece would have been, like we were doing double kettlebell cleans. So I had two 30-pound. Yeah. 35. 30. 16 kilos. Oh, really? Okay, I had 35 in each hand, kettlebells. I'm swinging it up to my shoulders, shoulders to a rack position, and then I'm pressing them above. Yeah. So 70 pounds ahead. Overhead. And, and Winston reminded me, remember when we were at the gym? Pressing you, a barbell. Yeah, you couldn't even do that much. Yeah. I think I did like 60 pounds. Yeah, it was like 60 65. Max. And that was in my best shape ever. Yeah. That was years ago. And the fact that I can do it now with kettlebells, which is harder. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was awkward because I'm yeah, not used to it. Yeah. The, yesterday but I wasn't, was your, but your I, wasn't I wasn't straining because of I was weak. It was just awkward. Yeah. But so, that was the first time you've ever done doubles yesterday. And the other day I did a complex. So it was... I'm trying to remember because I did the doubles. I did a bunch of doubles, and in the past I couldn't do that. Yeah. So swinging them just to the rack position where yeah. they're at your shoulders. Yeah. Or your chest. Um, that's not hard at all. No. That's easy. In the past, that was hard. Like I was struggling. So clearly, these are these are. So what I'm trying to communicate is that the easy strength program and the frequency, low volume but lots of. Yeah is super effective, and it really helps when you do have a home gym to go do that. Yeah, because you don't. Because doing that at work seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you were, you know. You know. Um, well, and that's, it, we, we have this idea that a workout has to be this one thing all done together. Mm-hmm. Right? But your body, um, if you've done the work, right, you add up the volume you've done um, over the course of a week, whether you did it in three sessions or you did it in ten sessions, Right. It's total workload over the course of the week. Right. So if you break up, um, you know, you don't have maybe 45 minutes to do a workout. So if you do uh, two 10 minute workouts. And then you do 20 minutes in the evening or 25 minutes. Well, you've done 45 minutes that day. Yeah. Well, that's true for strength, but for endurance or cardio, not as much. Right. No, but but if you're doing it, it will have a carryover effect, right? Because you've built work capacity, right? Like half of um, what we call endurance Mm -hmm. is the ability to do things over and over again without getting tired. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, if you've gradually increased your volume because you've increased the frequency, Mm -hmm. um, Hmm. right? Yes, there, there will be a certain huffing and puffing part. Right. Um, you know, but the fact is that uh, if you get, you know, a, a, a bunch of walking in mm-hmm. um, or weighted walking, mm-hmm. um, you know, those types of things, which again, if you've got, uh, you know, a weighted vest or a backpack with some weights that you just keep by the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know throw it on, go out for 15, 20 minutes. Um, that is going to add up over time, right? If there's some specific cardio you want to build, 
right? For making yourself a better biker, like cyclist or a runner or something like that, then that's a different story. Um, but the fact is, is that you haven't really been doing any cardio, mm-hmm. you know, in the last few months. Yeah. Um, yet when we went hiking in Quebec, you know, last week. Oh, it was fine. Yeah. But, and, and I experimented with this in the past where all I did was strength training, mm-hmm. hopped on my bike, you know, and compared to a couple of years ago when I did this one hill, it was fucking easy. Yeah. But that was because I had the power. Yeah. You know, there's that carryover effect where the power compensates where in the past you didn't have it and therefore you do, you know, you're huffing and puffing. Yeah. It was a harder load on your body. Yeah. Um, so strength, if, and we, we've talked about this in the past. If I had to pick between strength and cardio, I'd always pick strength first yeah, because, in terms of training. Well, because the thing is too, is that if you take and um, shorten your rest periods a little bit, mm-hmm. then you'll get a cardiovascular benefit out of it as well. Like right. Because your heart rate will stay. Yeah fairly elevated for the whole workout yeah right so um, you can achieve in your home gym you don't have to go and buy a treadmill or a bike or all these other things to get your cardio workouts yeah let me repeat that again you don't have to (laughs) because I think that was a big thing for me to like you know get past yeah I didn't realize by just doing uh, more you know shorter rest periods that you could get that Mm -hmm. and it was so effective and it showed when i got back on my bike for mountain biking i'm like are you kidding me wow yeah or when i did the ten thousand kettlebell swing challenge 500 swings a workout in a half hour yeah right um that did loads for For my cardio. cardio yeah and it didn't feel like i was like huffing and puffing but well the first day it did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes it did you i remember, thought i was gonna remember, die yeah yeah no i did but and what was so cool is within the week like you'd my, already started to adapt oh yeah yeah that was fun to see and then by the end of it it was just like it was just boring. it was meditative yeah it was like boom boom yeah. <laughs> yeah and i was just you know wanting to get close to the finishing the challenge yeah. so so let's talk about um size what's a good size for your home gym well, and, and this is one of those things where uh, part of it's going to depend how many people you want working out at once. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's only one person at a time, you know, or just one person, you know, like you just want something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a sheet of plywood, four foot by eight foot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can get in that space a killer workout. Right, because if you think about, you know, like, uh, you want enough room to be able to get down into the push-up position, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that sort of varies a little bit depending on how tall you are, um, and obviously to squat doesn't take much room. Mm-hmm. To swing, you know, you want to make sure you're not going to hit anything, but um, a swing or a hip hinge doesn't take much room. Mm-hmm. Um, to row doesn't take much room. Um, and even like one of our favorite things to do is loaded carries, which is basically just picking up a heavy weight and walking with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, when it's winter time, we do that up and down the hallway. Yeah. You know, so don't drop it on your nice floors. <laughs> um, right. but other than that, um, you really don't need like for one person that much space. Yeah. And in, so we have laminate flooring here. Yeah. And so what we decide to lay down because we rent is horse stall mats. Yep. So I think they're about 
one inch thick. Yeah, one inch thick. And ours are like four foot by six foot. Yeah. You know, so we've got like three wide, two long. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like uh, 10 by 12. Right. Um, and they come in different sizes, so you can mix and match, you know, whatever your space is. Yeah, and different um, patterns or textures on yeah. them. And um, they're pretty hard. So you're not, you know, if you're looking for like a foam pad, you're not going to get that, but you're certainly going to get the anti-slip. Yeah. Which I think is super And then you're, if you drop a kettlebell on the floor, you're not going to hurt the floor underneath. And it's a soundproof. It helps to soundproof. Dampen, yeah. Down, dampens that, you know, from downstairs. So we like that a lot. Um, fans. Yes. Really important. Got them on Kijiji. Yep. I don't know. 20 bucks each. Maybe some. Yeah, about that. Got three of them. Yeah, because keeping keeping airflow in the area and um, because you're you're working in a contained space, mm-hmm. um, you can get hot in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got three fans. So pretty much wherever you know you move around the area, you got a fan blowing on you. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a big difference as far as uh, being able to work hard because you're not overheating. Mm-hmm. Um, in the old place, we only had one fan. And in the winter, we used to open the window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was weird because the, the cold air would settle on the floor height. Yeah. Right. So, you, you know, but when you're done working, your feet are cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so it's nice having the fans like moving the air around. We also really like, and at first you're like, I don't need this, but the yoga mats, we put them over the horse stall mats. Yeah. So if you're down doing any. You know, on your knees or I, I like them under my feet, yeah. whatever. It's just an added piece of comfort, but it's not necessary. And then you can move it to other parts of the, you know, the adjacent space in case there's more people and you yeah. want more room. So now you've got that. So we have a couple of those. Again, I got those at Value Village. Super cheap. Yeah. Um, let's talk about equipment. Yeah. I think that's what people really want to know. Yeah. So basically... Here's the thing for people to wrap their head around. There's no best, right? Um, we'll take you through what we've done um, uh, and Just why. Just given us a ton of results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, other approaches you can take. Um, so uh, for most people, if you're familiar with barbell exercises, presses, rows, squats, deadlifts, you know, you're, you're comfortable doing those in the gym. Um, then I would probably recommend getting, um, like a squat rack or a power rack and a barbell. Um, you know, because if they're exercises you already know how to do, um, uh, basically, you know, you can do complexes, uh, which is basically doing say sets of five of like five different exercises before you ever put the barbell down. Um, you can do that with a barbell. Um, so you can get like a great conditioning, uh, benefit out of a barbell, but you can also get really strong with a barbell. Um, you know, you and I trained with barbells for years, but I'm stronger now with this home gym. Um, what but didn't you, say? you can't discount the four or like three and a half, four years mm. of work that get- you put in with barbells. <laughs> Okay. Before we started doing this at home. I just can see it now. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, um, I mean, because I've lost some weight, right? So. Yeah. You know, and you obviously see the muscles and everything. So, I think as a overall balanced tool, 
Um, you know, because when I, I'm a unrepentant meathead. Um, so when we're training with barbells, I tend to train a certain way, even though you can do different techniques or different training approaches with them. You know, I tend to default the old habits, mm-hmm. right? Whereas when I train with kettlebells, I train a different way, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of like not to say that a lot of the techniques we've used, we could do EMOMs with barbells, mm-hmm. right? We could do complexes with barbells. EMOM is every minute, minute on, on the, the minute. minute. You know, so that you set a timer and you do 10 sets of an exercise in 10 minutes. Um, you know, so it really naturally shortens your rest periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even did that like a, it was something I was incorporating into some of our workouts while we were uh, still training at the gym, mm-hmm. right? It, it can sometimes be tricky in a commercial gym because it's like getting things ready and then not having other the people. Plates, yeah. You know. If we're alternating back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, so whereas you've got your kettlebells, I got my kettlebells. It's more efficient. Yeah. And because you're just go, go, go every minute on the minute, you know, it shortens that rest period. Therefore, you get a cardio workout. Yeah. So it's a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the best way to get strong like if only strength was your goal it's not the best way to do it it's not the best pure cardio conditioning you know um but you run into the thing where the fact that it works on all of these different things at once it's efficient yeah and i think in a way efficiency for time will trump out getting maximal strength and cardio performance otherwise you know what i mean in terms of people's time commitments and you know they want to see maximal returns for the time yeah yeah and that's that's where i think that worked for me yeah because you're getting a big return on the time you're investing yeah right you're getting stronger even though maybe if we did a pure strength program with a barbell in that same time period you would have gotten a little bit stronger um but you wouldn't have gotten as cardiovascularly fit Mm-hmm. And if we did a pure endurance training program, you might have gotten more in cardiovascularly fit, but you wouldn't have gotten as strong, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it becomes kind of a uh, approach that allows you to, you know, for X amount of time, you know, like a half an hour, four times a week, um, see very tangible results. So because we believe in this approach and it's worked well for us and because it's lower weight and higher volume yeah it's easier on our joints yeah we feel better to go and do it the next day we can do it more more frequently in the week um we ended up creating a home gym using primary to start with we had resistance bands yep um one kettlebell one kettlebell we had a trx yep now we have rings and, um, but let's talk about what we started off with in yeah. the year, because there was a couple phases that you saw massive performance yeah. okay, and results. So take us through that. We, you know, we were doing upper body, complete body workouts. Yeah. Full body workouts. Um, I don't know, three, four days a week, yeah. something like that. Probably about 40 minutes on average. And, um, the TRX is phenomenal. Okay, I can't say enough of that for upper body in particular. So your back, your shoulders, 
um, your biceps. So we were doing a lot of rows. Yeah. And because you can adjust your body position, your feet placement, you can control how much harder it is. Yeah. Right now, my feet are right up to the wall. I'm, I don't know what degree angle I'm at, but I'm pretty, you know. Pretty low. Low. The lower, so, and the lower you are, the more, per, the higher percentage of your body you're lifting. Yeah. So that helped me quite a bit. At times, I might have had some issues with my elbows, like tendonitis. So I had to ease off a little bit, but now they're, they're back to normal and it's really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do it. Um, I think you can change your grip placement to make things harder. Yep. Right. And you can, um, you know, how slowly you, you know, let go, you, you row or. Yeah. There's, there's all variations. But these, the point is that you can vary a lot, all of this to make it harder. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like you have to add more weights. Yeah. Um, and then with, uh, the TRX, you can also do one arm mm-hmm. body rows. You can do a lot of those things. So there's a lot of things you can do to support good health and you can do push ups. You just turn around and you have it lower to the ground. Yep. So they're just above the ground and, and obviously the higher you put the handles mm-hmm. and this is whether you're using a TRX or gymnastics rings, um, the higher they are off the ground, the easier it is, mm-hmm. the closer they are to the floor. Um, the harder it is. Like yeah. I position them where, you know, there may be an inch off the ground doing push-ups, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost exactly the same position I'd be if I was doing normal push-ups with my hands on the floor. Only when you've got your hands in the gymnastics rings, they're not stable. That's right. Right? So, and you can move further than you can um, when you're doing push-ups on the floor because you can't go past the floor. Um, but you can actually have a little fuller range of motion. You can get a bit of more stretch at the bottom um, because the rings allow you to move a little further, right? Like if you've, obviously if you've got them right on the floor or, you know, close yeah. to it, then you can't go any further. Yeah. Um, but then you can also, when you're doing push-ups on the floor, you can't move your hands during a rep. Whereas with those you can. Yeah. As you reach the top, you squeeze them together and it's one of the nastiest pack burns <laughs> you ever get. You know, yeah. Um, like I would take those over bench press for for oh really pec development. Yeah. Um, because it it's a f- bigger range of motion that you get with the bench press. So you hit all the muscles. Um, and you so you you hit the entire pec. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're hitting your triceps, and you're hitting your uh delts, like your front delts. Like yeah. But you're also in the plank position, mm-hmm. so you're hitting your core, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's an unstable plank, right? Yeah. So one exercise has been super effective, mm-hmm. hits a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, the planks, you know, and then the when you're doing rows. body rows, they're a reverse plank Yeah. that you have to hold yourself in. Yeah. Um, and, but then you're also hitting all the pulling muscles, all of the, the forearms, the biceps, the rear delts, all the muscles in your upper back. The postural muscles, like when you do a lot of rowing, it helps undo um, sort of that forward hunch people get on their computers or on their phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you can get like great um, workout just from those two exercises, you know, like ring push-ups or TRX push-ups and rows. Uh, you push, you pull. Yeah, because going back to the basics, when we've talked a lot about this in other podcasts, um, you want to push and pull. 
yep. in a workout. Then for lower bar, you want a squat and a hip hinge. Yep. And you want a one-legged, um, no, you want a farmer's carry. A loaded carry. A loaded carry um, in your hands. So you're yeah. walking around, whether it's in two hands, one hand, you know, a loaded carry. Um, but the other thing that we really like, and you've already, these exercises taught, you know, touch upon this is full body movement. Yeah. Right. Like compound movements that hit a lot of things. Yeah. It, it really is super effective. And that's why we like, um, you know, doing the, the push ups on the rings where you yeah. get the, you hit the full pack versus on the bench press. Yeah. And then the other thing is that, that the push ups because your shoulders aren't pinned to a bench the way it would be with a bench press, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you're pinned down on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you it's healthier for your shoulders your shoulders can move freely your shoulder blades can move right. freely yeah um because you, you think about all the times over the years you and i working out mm-hmm. and i'd have to come up with something different to do because my shoulder was hurting that's right right bench press hurt my shoulder yeah but i could always do push-ups i could always do you know ring push-ups trx push-ups um those types of things because my shoulders were free to move mm-hmm. um they didn't give me the same like niggles in my shoulders. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it kind of ties into our longevity episodes about choosing things that you can do for the long term. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and even when you get strong enough that just sort of straight ring push ups, mm-hmm. you can wear a weighted vest, right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I've done push ups with Hudson sitting on my back. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great tool, the weighted vest. Um, I've got a weighted vest, and it's got sand in the um, little sand um, blocks. Yeah. So it's a 40-pound vest, and you can – there's 40 of them, or 35, because the vest weighs about 5 pounds. And, um, you know, you start off at about 20 pounds, and then you add you know, every week whenever you go walking. The weighted hikes, and we've talked about this in the past, are just as effective, maybe 80 – five ninety percent effective as running in with terms of the benefit without the impact yeah so you know if you have issues with joints or older don't like running or you're big like you know and yeah. or you're heavier yeah like because we both run into the thing where uh neither of us are big big but you know, I run into the thing. I will go out when the weather's good. I will do hill sprints. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have a lot of impact because you're running uphill. Yeah. But just going for a run beats the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I, I got a, a body that's got a lot of miles on it. Um, You know, but, you know, I'm the stocky guy. Yeah. You know, I've never been built for running. Yeah. Um, You know, so things like... uh. You know, if you think about like when you run, um, you will tend to have a higher heart rate than when you walk, right? It seems natural. You're going faster. But instead of going faster, if you carry more load, um, that's another way of increasing the stimulus. Mm-hmm. And if you add hiking poles. Then now you're getting some upper body in it. So again, yeah. and you get a higher heart rate. And you will actually walk faster with hiking poles. And yep. it's actually better for your knees as, as well. Because I have knee issues and I noticed a difference with that. Mm-hmm. But that will get you moving faster and your arms yep. are moving. 
So those are some great ways to add in some cardio, but then you can incorporate that, as you mentioned, into your strength training. Because there's a couple of things that I notice with the body rows, it's getting too easy. Yeah. Like I'm at, I don't know how to make it harder. <laughs> well, now I can add some weight. Yeah. So it, it's the thing. Mm-hmm. You can lower the rings. Yeah. It's pretty low. Yeah. Um, so your back's almost touching the floor. Um, maybe I can try that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's low. Yeah. You can do more reps. Yeah. You can cut your rest periods. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pause at the top. Yeah, slow like, your tempo. Like hold it for like a three count. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. Maybe the, pulse, things you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but if you take and when you squeeze, like you pull yourself up so um, towards the ring. So now you, your thumbs are touching your ribs. Mm-hmm. Hold that for three seconds each rep. Mm-hmm. Your, whatever number of reps you can do is cut in half. <laughs> Mm. You know, so, you know, there's a bunch of techniques you can do to make even just body weight exercises yeah. harder. And really can apply this to all your exercises. Yeah. So think about that. There's more longevity out of your, your gear than you might initially think. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the rings and the TRX. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things that I can't recommend enough to people is get a pull-up bar. Yeah. And, and it, I have to admit at the beginning, I was like, I was not convinced. And I think you... You bought it for this apartment. Was yep. it a Christmas gift or you just, no, you just bought it. It was yep. a contribution to our gym yep. here. And I was like, whatever, I'm not using that. <laughs> now I do. Yeah. Because you you, you got to work towards it. It takes time. But I do recommend it now. Now yep. that I have gained the fitness and the strength. To well, because there's it. pull-ups. Yeah. But then it also gives you a perfect thing to attach the gymnastics rings to. It's true. Right? And the gymnastics rings, you can raise right up and do pull-ups on them. You can lower them down and do body rows. Yeah. You can lower them down and do push-ups. You can sort of have them at a middle height and actually literally just support your weight off the ground. Like straight-armed. Mm. Um, like the gymnasts do. In yeah. The just, rings. yeah. you know, like you, you see in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Forget any of the spinny jumpy shit they do <laughs> just hold yourself with your yeah. feet off the ground yeah right with the, you know your hands are it's hard against your thighs or yeah. against your hips mm-hmm. your whole body's engaged just to hold you there yeah. yeah right and then as you get stronger you work on turning the wrists out oh yeah well you were saying like look at gymnasts they don't you know all they do is all body yeah resistance and... you know but but if you've got the high bar mm-hmm. and you have rings You've got the high and low, you know, with the rings. Um, you're going to end up, it. you're going to end up with, uh, you know, basically m- among the best arm development of any athlete. Yeah. Um, you're going to end up with, you know, pec development, shoulder development, you know, because they also do a lot of handstands and, you know, that kind of thing. Um you know, but if you forget the flippy, showy part of gymnastics, um, just training on that apparatus, right? And and if you think about like a high bar, just that's a pull-up bar. Yeah. Um, you're just not going to spin around it like they do. Yeah. Um, but just pulling yourself up to it, mm. um, gradually getting to a muscle up. Um, you know, there's all these different exercises you can do. Yeah. So and, go ahead. Sorry. So the rings cost how much? Uh, 30 bucks. Off Amazon. And then at Great Lakes Geria, we bought the chin-up bar. It is a massively, it's like a professionally gym grade yeah, pull up bar, bar that has different hand positions. Yeah. And it was 100 bucks. Yeah. Right. So I think it's great value, actually. And 
a lot of people ask, well, where do I put it? It's got to be in my, you know, in my garage. We're like, no, we have it in our living room. We found the studs. So for people who aren't so crafty or handy, you just buy the uh, stud finders. They're magnets. They're like really strong, strong magnets. You put on the wall and you find the studs. Yeah, you find where the screws are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this before, so this was a thing. Because <laughs> I thought you had to knock on the wall before. Anyway, and I would poke a whole bunch of holes and I'd miss every time. So this is a thing for me. And then what we did is that we got um, plywood. No, two by sixes. Sorry, two by sixes. Um, and so we, you know, nailed those into with... Screwed, what, but... Sorry, screwed. <laughs> How long are the screws? Uh, four inch. Four inch. So it's solid and we have a whole bunch of them. And then we put the uh, chin-up bar on it, and we through used... yeah through the two by sixes into the studs. Yeah, um, using like five inch long leg bolts. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and they're like three eighths uh, leg bolts that are five inches long. There's six of them. Um, so you, could, you should be able to hang a truck off of that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh... Yeah, so it's pretty strong. Yeah. And um And it like what did it take? Half an hour for us to put it up? Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah. You know, and it was like magnets to find the studs. And if you got a stud finder, you know, yeah. that's what it uses too. Yeah. Um and, and uh, it looks good. A drill, uh an impact driver to drive the screws, mm-hmm. um, and a level. Yeah. Because so. when you get the uh uh two by six, the first one. You get it level and screwed into the wall. Then the mm-hmm. next one goes on top, and we got four pieces. Um, and yeah, like it, you know, it looks cool. Uh, it's super functional. Like we use it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of those things where if you don't have a piece of equipment like that, you're never going to get any good at pull-ups. Right. Well, that's the thing is um, I wasn't, and I remember you told me. By the end of this one month, I do a pull up, and I laughed at you last year. And I had issues with my elbows; so I couldn't actually do the training properly. But you know, truth be told, like this whole the entire year, I've been working out, and then I go and do a pull up. I'm like, holy shit, I just did a pull up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you don't necessarily have to work on pull ups, but you work on all these other things. And I will say, for upper body strength, body rows, I can't say enough of mm-hmm. like that in itself was phenomenal because i think that really built me up no and i think it's one of those things too and it's like you can't see it really my back but the fact that like when you're like in a tank top Mm -hmm. like your best developed body part is your upper back yeah (laughs) it's too bad i can't see it yeah you know but but i've had people say that i'm like i wish i could see it you know it's like and well now your delts are really popping yeah right your shoulders yeah i like them yeah and that comes no. from, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, lots of rows. That and hits, traps. You know, uh, that that's probably from the years of deadlifting. Do you think? Yeah. Well, that really hits the traps. Mm. But then carries do too. Got it. Um, you know, there's all these different things that work together. Okay. Um, so we talked about the rows yeah. and the chin-up bar. Yep. Um, um, what about the resistance bands? What's your next favorite? Is it the kettlebell? Oh, uh, by far, yeah. like to me, it, it the the big thing comes in. It's like if I was going super simple, pull up bar with rings to hang off of it, and um, a collection of different weight kettlebells. So this is if you have no other straight uh, weights. Yeah. 
Okay, because kettlebells, you can do the same thing you can with dumbbells. And then you can do things you can't do. With with dumbbells, yeah. yeah. So with um, dumbbells, pretty much what you would, sorry, with kettlebells, whatever you did with dumbbells for upper body, you can do with kettlebells. And it's even harder because now you've got this ball with a handle, right, in your hand. And you got, it's kind of wobbly, so depending on where it goes. So that... Adds more instability and it requires more control. Yeah, uh, especially for press, mm-hmm. um, it really tests your shoulder girdle and what's happening there. Okay, and balance and etc. So as far as squat, either your lower body, that's where it all comes into play. Things like hip hinge movements. Yeah, the swing, the clean, the snatch. Um, they're all and full body movements. Yeah, right. That are really super powerful. Um, I didn't appreciate until I started doing it, what kettlebell swings could do for you. And I really saw it after the kettlebell swing challenge because that's all I did. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, it's, um, in total 10,000 swings you do. 28 days. Yeah. Or 30 days. A month, whatever. Five, um, 500 each workout. Five days a week. Yeah. And so it totally, um, strengthens your posterior chain. So your entire back from your back down to your feet right yep. um it really i noticed a big uh improvement on my grip yep right because you got to hold on to the thing yeah at the or beginning. else you've let a cannonball across <laughs> your room i know and um so definitely and also cardio yeah because like, it's a lot of work yeah you're and doing it's, 500 swings in half an hour in my case um we put a time on it yeah because usually when you do this challenge you can just do it throughout the course of the day or, you know, it could take you an hour. It doesn't matter. Just do it. We did every minute on the minute. Yeah. 20 swings. So, um, yeah, the kettlebell, I love it for that. Yeah. Um, I love it for, um, goblet. You can, you can, you know, you can do your squats with the goblet squats where you hold the weight and you can do that with a dumbbell too. Um, but you, as you said, you can start to do complex movements. So you can do with kettlebells, you do a swing you do a clean, which you bring it to your your chest. Um, a snatch is when you take it straight up, right? Yep. Which I don't know how to do yet. I'm right now. I'm just doing. Um, you just started doing cleans last week. Yeah, and so to give me a sense of progress, last year, um, he, you know, towards the beginning when I first started working out, you gave me I think two thirty pound or thirty five pound kettlebells. Well, because we'd it was like. Uh, after you'd done the 10,000 swing challenge. Was it after that? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I helped you because you didn't know how to clean them yet. <laughs> like take them from the floor up to your shoulder height. Right. You know. So I helped you get them up there. I, You know, you lifted one up and then I lifted and held the other one to get in place. Just for you to do front squats with them. And was that with 25 or 35 pounds? 35 because it was a pair. Oh, we don't right, have a pair right. of And I remember I stumbled. Like yeah. You, you got two reps and then. You couldn't hold them up anymore, and you've they dropped. Yeah, I did the first, and then the second one. It was I just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't. And, and then <laughs> we did it yesterday, and I, I could probably go up to forty five on the clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, I don't think you could press it, but no, I don't think I can press it. <laughs> I you know, and I did press the two thirty five pounds, so seventy pounds over my head. Yeah, which is when he told me like, Catherine, you just broke a record. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I didn't. Um. Yeah, that it, I'm not aware of my PRs. Yeah. 
you know, you'd be more proud of yourself if you actually kept track of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so that progress was done this year in this home gym. Yeah. For example, right? And and I did press it. No, I did it. No problem. It was a bit wobbly. Yeah. Um, so did you do forty five pounds? It would. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't attempt it. No. Not with two. You know, um, but but the fact that that like the clean is the easy part for you with these. Oh yeah. Right. I could easily do a complex, so yeah. multiple things before I put them down. And that's what we're going to do on Thursday. Yeah, that'll be fun because that's all new for me. Yeah. Um, Whole new skill, skill yeah. set. But I love the kettlebells that, you know, think about what you do, what you want to do with um, dumbbells. Like you can do your, you can even do body rows. You yeah, just hunch you can over. Just, yeah, you just do bent over rows. So you can do a lot of upper body work and lower for j- with just one tool. Yeah. So I think the question everybody asks though is, what do I start off with for weights? Well, and that, that always does become a little tricky because I don't know where you are, like where you are in your fitness journey sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, cause where, uh, generally they say women, you know, when this is just those general kettlebell recommendations, mm-hmm. um, for swings, women, when they start eight to 12 kilos. Wow. And. So that's like 16 to 17 to 25 pounds. Yeah. Um, whereas. I started with. You started with 16 kilos. Yeah. Right. And now I'm doing. You know, you're doing the 24 kilos. Yeah. Um, you know, you're using the guy's weights. Um, yeah. But right. I've, but I've been working out. You know? Yeah. But you know what I mean? So it's it's difficult at, at any point to sort of say what weight somebody should start with. Yeah. You know. Um, is that where they just go into the store and swing one around? And well, and that's a, this is always the that? trick with, yeah, like a lot of places would let it, you know, try. Go um, to Canadian Tire. Yep. <laughs> Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> but don't buy the kettlebells there. They're garbage. Yeah, but just They always have the this, the, the, the ridge on them that'll tear your hands up. Mm. Um, but... And this is the thing with with any of the complex kettlebell movements um, is, you know, the trick is learning to do them properly, right? Because anything you're doing ballistically, like the explosive movements of swings, clean, snatches, um, when you are literally, you know, throwing a weight around, um, if you don't do it correctly, you can hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's always one of those things that I'm always a little leery of. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to, oh man, everybody should do swings. Like, I think everybody should first learn how to hip hinge properly. Like, if a person can't hip hinge slowly, then they have no business doing it fast. Right. And so if you're in the gym and you're doing things like, um, what's it called? Good mornings. Good mornings or Romanian deadlifts. Yeah, that's the kind of movement pattern. We're talking about a hinge. That we want you to work on first. Yeah. And so with my kids, you took them through that. That was their workout. Yeah. You gave them a kettlebell. um, The lightest we had, I think it was 10 pounds. Yeah. And or a dumbbell. And just work on that movement pattern because that was part of stage one before you pick up and swing. Yeah. Right. Um, but regardless, so putting the hip, the swings aside mm-hmm. and the complexes, even if you don't do that, cause you're not, you want to be trained properly for that. And we recommend that you are, or that you get somebody to help you. Um, you can still accomplish the other things that you normally would do with 
accomplish with a dumbbell. And yeah. so our point is, if you're going to work towards, like, you, you get more, we think. And, and the grips on them, too, are fatter. Yeah, so there's more grip training. Yeah, and so it, it makes it really great for things like um, weighted carries. Yeah. I mean, you can, again, don't throw away your dumbbells. You can always if you, use if them. If you got them, use them. Yeah, and then another awesome trick that's worth the investment are these bands you tie around your arms or your legs are called blood occlusion bands. Or blood flow restriction bands, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do exactly that. They restrict the blood flow, which means less oxygen to your muscles. So where that's happening, it creates the same stimulus effect of, of, um, of uh, intensity on your muscles that you would normally get if you had heavier weights. Yeah. So that's great for when you have injuries and you want to scale back your weight training, whether in the gym or at home. Or you can do it at home and you can mimic like you're doing a heavier weight, but you're not. Yeah. Like... It, it's one of the things that I love with it is because like our heaviest dumbbells are 20 pounds because mm-hmm. we, you know, we put all of our money into the kettlebells. Um, if I am feeling like uh, want to work the guns for the girls day, I'll put the bands on mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm doing curls with like 12 or 15 pound dumbbells um, and then doing tricep extensions with lightweight dumbbells. Yeah. But, I do this abbreviated, it's quite a simple little workout, um, 30 reps, then 30 seconds rest, so 30 dumbbell curls with a really light weight, 30 seconds rest, then a set of 20, 30 seconds rest, and then two sets of 15 with 30 seconds rest in between. So it's four sets, and then I do four sets of like tricep extensions. Mm-hmm. And then you take the bands off and you've got the biggest pump you have ever gotten. Um, I did that for two months uh, as part of one of my, you know, training cycles in the fall. And you measured my arms and my arms have gone up half an inch. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I, I, I'm not doing heavy curls or, you know, and I'm doing a lot of pressing and a lot of push ups and pull ups and all of that stuff's going to help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but my only direct arm work was light weights uh, with the bands, like w- with the blood flow restriction bands, and just get a huge pump on. And I think they're about $40. Yeah, for leg and arm. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not expensive. But it, the, one of the great things with it is that if you, say, doing a lot of heavy stuff hurts your elbows, mm-hmm. well, yeah. you can do a lot of light work. And get the the benefit out of it. Yeah. With uh, and that's not going to be hard on the elbows. In fact, it'll help them because you get a lot of blood flow to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can be great for climbers as well. Um, so if you're a rock climber, doing grip work, fingerboard work with the blood flow restriction bands on means you don't have to pull as hard. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh... Because you're you're going to get a pump. Um, without, uh, as heavy of a load, right? So it allows you to get more muscular work without increased load on the tendons, Hmm. right? So it's another, you know, little trick, a hack that, that, yeah, that can, that can work very effectively. Yeah. Um, and what about the, um, so yeah, we sort of recap, we talked about the, um, the rings, the chin up bar. The kettlebells. Yep. 
So to simplify it, that's what we'd recommend. We we do have resistance bands. Yep. And we've used them for a lot of more upper body. Although we have also, if you want to add more to your like good mornings, yep. we'll wrap them around because um, they're loops, right? So we'll step into it. And, and then put then, it behind your head. So that when you stand up, there's a ton of resistance. And our set of bands come in packs of four mm-hmm. from, I think, like, I don't know, five pounds resistance all the way up to 125, something like that. And and then we also use them, or I do, we both do, actually, for chin-ups, yep. pull-ups, um, for support, right? Yep. You stand in it. Put it around the chin-up bar, pull yeah. it down, put a foot in it, yeah. and it takes off a certain amount of weight. You know how, like, at the gym, they have those ones that you you kneel on? The machine that helps, yeah. you know, with the plates? You don't need that. Yeah, you, you get it at home. Resistance, man, yeah. Save, um, save you a uh, thousand bucks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or machine costs. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'll use them for, too... Um, is I'll sometimes uh, put it around the kettlebell handle mm-hmm. and then um, stand in it oh. when I'm doing swings. Yeah. Um, and that gets you, because then, you know, it's more resistance going up, but then the band loads up like, you know, like a slingshot and it speeds up the descent. Like it shoots it back down. Mm-hmm. Now this is an advanced move. You really want to have your swing dialed in. Right, because obviously you're you're dealing with higher forces, mm-hmm. but it's a great way of training explosive power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's one that I'll use occasionally um, to really get some snap in the hips. Yeah, um, and it takes you know it's it's sort of another trick that I'll do before I'm ready to go up a weight in kettlebells. Mm-hmm. I'll do some time with the band, like I'll add in the red band, which is sort of one of our lighter bands. Um, and it just ups the intensity of that weight that little bit instead of going up a full, uh, uh, you know, cause the kettlebells we have are in four kilo jumps, you know, so that's another little trick. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, there's a few things you can do with the bands. Um, they're great for, um, core work if yeah. you want to, um, is it? Press up. What is it? The Paloff Press. Paloff Press. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah, P A L L O F. Um, and what it is, it's just an anti-rotation exercise. Um, so you attach a band, and you can do this with a pulley machine at the gym. Um, you attach the band to a solid upright, and step away. So you're 90 degrees to that upright. You're standing, and you've got the band in your hand. And you hold it close to your chest and now you extend your arms out in front of you. Well, the band, the tension wants to twist your body. So your core has to be firing to resist that rotation. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. You know, so it's a great um, for training all those little spinal stabilizers. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, what we want to run into with things like that. And it's the same thing, say, with kettlebells. If any of the time you're doing one-armed movements, right, like a press or a clean um, it because you're only loading one side at a time. All the core muscles have to be firing on the other side to stabilize you, mm-hmm. right? To keep you straight up and down or to keep you from rotating, right? If you're doing a one arm swing, your body wants to twist, right? So you have to like engage hard um, to keep proper alignment, mm-hmm. right? And not be twisted. 
right? So there's there's a lot of sort of uh, uh, ancillary benefits that come from, um, you know, unbalanced training like that. Yeah, I've got some pretty protruding spinal rectors, eh? Yeah. Like a, from all the training that we've done. Yeah. Like it's, and I think it has a lot to do with the kettlebell swings, the rows, but also this kind of work. Yep. And, um, and then finally, one of our last piece of, um, gear that we really enjoy is the ab roller. Yeah. And it, it's like a 10 or $20 piece. Um, it's evil. It only does one exercise. <laughs> um, but it's effective. Yeah. You know, um, like a, one of the podcasts I listen to, like Pat Flynn, he's a kettlebell guy. Um, and he's like, you know, talking about like home gyms sometimes or, you know, like working out. And of course, he's a kettlebell guy. So he's always talking about kettlebells, but it's like, and ab wheel. <laughs> ab wheel does ab wheel. Yeah. But that's all it needs to do. Because it does your entire core, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's got an anti-rotation element. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it actually, quite honestly, though, yes, it, does it works. your lats as well. Yeah, because you're, you're, you roll... You start, obviously, most people will start on their knees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to be super strong to stand on your feet to do it. Mm. Um, but you're kneeling with the wheel in front of you. You get your hands on the handles on either side of the wheel. And you roll the wheel out until your nose is just over the floor. Your arms are extended out over your head. And roll back. And that requires a lot of lats. Yeah, lats, grip. Back. You know, triceps, ribs, yeah. triceps, core, everything, everything, um, yeah. you know, so it's, one it's of hard the, at first. I remember the first time I did it, I just flopped. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you don't necessarily obviously have to go all the way and you don't want to, you to start, you know, but progression yeah. adds up. Yeah. Cause that, one of the that things surprised me. we did with the kids is I would just take a kettlebell and mark where to and what? they would just roll till they touch the kettlebell and come back yeah but you, then, don't, you don't want to come all the way back you want to have be under keep constant tension tension yeah um you know but it but it was one of those things where then they could just go a little further a little further a little further um until you're getting full extension and then you're coming in and full extension yeah it's a great great tool yeah um so those are our key items yeah. um, i do have my trainer here but currently it's more of a a jacket rack, rack. Um, so I haven't been as diligent with it yeah because that, that's another piece that for anybody who's a cyclist mm-hmm. um a indoor bike trainer or like a peloton mm-hmm. um like a spin bike but i'm a, i'm a for somebody who is a cyclist i i actually recommend a trainer because then you're riding your own bike on it um, and you can get the fancy electronic ones with zwift and you race people online and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and if that keeps you engaged doing it, mm-hmm. then it's awesome, right? Um, you know, the big key is just don't uh, race. Like if you do get one of the electronic trainers, because it's so easy to get caught in like down the rabbit hole of like online races. Mm-hmm. If you're going balls out um, racing um, in January. Okay. You are going to run into the thing when the good weather comes. You're burned out already. You're training like, you know, because it, yeah. it it's always one of those things I ran into with with people who when they first got into these, um, you know, 
most of your training shouldn't be super hard. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's just putting in the reps. It's putting in the work. Right. It's building the foundation. Um, and if you really get into cycling, one of the problems is is that going hard and racing is fun. But if you do that too often, you literally burn out. <laughs> And get really moody. You know. Um, well, and, and it's one of those things where then your performance starts to go down. Yeah. Because you can't, in a linear fashion, um, keep going up forever. Yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, if you're like us where um, you love mountain biking, but it's, you know, you're not really, you want to be in good enough shape to have fun doing it. Yeah. But, you know, you're not racing anymore. Um, then, you know, having time off, go snowshoeing, go cross country skiing in the winter. Um, you know, do a lot of the stuff we're talking about. Uh, you know, then when you get back to riding in the spring, it's exciting and fun. Right. Um, but you know, if you are somebody who races, um, you do need to have that fitness foundation that you've built, you know, sports specific fitness. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Most of your training should be zone two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's boring. <laughs> um, but that's where you have cycles of training. Yeah. Like, you know, five weeks at a time. And, you, and then you have a deload week after that where you scale it back. You're still working out, but then you have massive gains. And then you start no. something different. And we're going to do another podcast where we kind of help you plan out your year. Yep. Right. And how to pick what for one. For example, you want to do harder training in the winter, especially if you're not doing much outdoors and save your time in the summer to do less training inside and go out and have fun, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and we've got some pretty pr- good programs, you know, and I'm pretty excited about what we're going to do and, and how we're stru- structuring it. Cause we were saying the easy strength program is really more ideal for the summer, given it's only 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Right. Well, no, you're doing just... that in the winter and you're like, uh, <laughs> I could use something more, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause that's what you did just before Christmas. It was even hard. Like I had two weeks that I had to do. I, I did the two each of the weeks over because I felt like I didn't do it. Yeah. So it took me seven weeks instead of five to do it. And it was so easy. It was almost like mentally, can you just do the minimum yeah. <laughs> and do it? <laughs> can you commit? It's like people telling us to stay home and watch Netflix during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> can you just do can it? Can you be a hero? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, um, you know, I'm also looking at, now this gets in more into rehabilitation, but I think it's an important piece of your gem is a foam roller. Love it. Use it all the time. Foam roller, lacrosse balls. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our own massage table. We do. Like I, I'm looking at, you know, my my uh, uh, massage therapist right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like having, having different practices that... Uh, Outside of getting fitter, you know, and I did air quotes, uh, you know, the workout part, it's the maintenance, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and we do a lot of that in our warm ups too, uh, before our workouts. We do. Um, but I'll even have like tonic days, you know, where if I'm feeling a bit beaten up, my whole quote unquote workout will be mobility it'll be um 
original strength, like a lot of baby movements. Literally. Uh, yeah. Uh, crawling, nodding, hip rocking, um, uh, you know, maybe hang from the pull-up bar just to open up the shoulders. Um, you know, so none of it's very hard. You know, you wouldn't really, it doesn't feel like a workout. It's just getting yourself loose. Um, you know, I'll do a lot of one-legged balance and stretching movements. You know, the kind of stuff that I don't tend to work on during the workouts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll work a lot of that. And then the next day when I come back for a real workout, if you want to call it, I feel way better. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's sort of that kind of thing where you need to balance. Um you know, the body maintenance with the work part of it, you know? And I think that's one of the things, too, that if most of your workouts um, aren't beating the shit out of you, right? They're just work. You know, you feel put some work in, but you generally, like, you should feel better after a workout than when you went into it. Yeah, and, you know? I, and I think that's the mistake people make is when they go into a gym maybe because of what they've been told to do. Um, They tend to go home and the next day they can't walk for the next four days of the week. Right. And I, that's when you've done too much. Yeah. Or even, even when the workout's over, they feel like they've been run over by a truck. Right. Like people judge a workout by like how sweaty it made them and how to add a breath. Especially if they're doing things like, whether it be with other people, Mm -hmm. like maybe CrossFit and they're trying to keep up. Yeah. You know, you really need to look at where you need to be and build because you got to look at what's sustainable, what's going to keep you coming back. Otherwise it's pointless. And and that's the part. And then going back to original fitness, like, or yeah. Original strength. Original strength. Yeah. Is that I couldn't believe how much gain, how many, how big of a gain I got out of it doing. So what to me was so little. And you mean easy strength? Yeah. Oh, not original strength. Oh, I said original, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the easy strength. Where people people got to come up with better names for their systems. They do. Because it's like you have easy strength. Yeah, the original have... strength is what babies do. Yeah. Basically getting adults to do that again because we never do it anymore. Yeah, it's crawling, rolling. It helps um, re- reconnect the neural pathways. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, having, you know, your gym have these elements to support recovery, even meditation, you know what I mean? Having mm-hmm. that space. Um, what I love is because my office is in the kitchen, just directly from the gym. Um, I do have like the lacrosse ball. I used it today to help roll out my feet as I was on a call. Mm-hmm. So you're multitasking, right? This is perfect. Yeah. I had my, what do they call for your fingers? The extensor? Uh, the thing. resistance bands. Yeah. Where you, if you want to work your, um, forearms, especially for climbing. Yeah. The back of your forearms to balance things out. Yeah. Um, you can do that while you're on a call, yeah. right? So just having these things nearby, um, my resistance bands, I like to have them too so I can, um, you know, take them in each hand and, you know, I don't know what you call that, but you're trying to open up your back. So you... Yeah, some shoulder stretches. Yeah, you just move it around because right now I could use it. Um, but that's, it's just handy to have all those things near you, um, even at your office. Mm-hmm. So, yeah think we've covered it yeah so uh you know it's that that thing of like remember the workouts don't have to just be at a gym you know you have a little bit of stuff and you can make 
fabulous progress. And it doesn't have to be like, I would much rather see people commit to like half an hour, three times a week mm-hmm. um, and actually do it. Right. Then, you know, some sort of elaborate program and hours and all this kind of thing and not actually get anything, you know, like stick with it because the, we know the key is sticking with things long term. Right. So like a strength and conditioning program that is uh, done in a way that, you know, it's simple. It has a bunch of things, half an hour, you know, and you do it at home so that then boom, you're back to like, you know, tonight when we were working out in between sets, Mm -hmm. you were getting dinner ready. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That I do that a lot, actually. Yeah. Every minute on the minute, yeah. it might take me, you know, 30 seconds to do a set. Not even, you, you know, know, 20, 20 seconds. The other 40 seconds, I'll go and move that dinner. And yeah. then I just yell, 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then boom. And then, you know, you got go your back. workout and done. And yeah. And meanwhile, you're getting kitchen uh, dinner ready. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really great. And it's just been fabulous to bring the kids along with us on yeah. this um you know, on this Cause you don't want weak, out of shape kids. No, they're they're um, especially when we want to go hiking and stuff. They start to surpass us. What was it? Uh, I noticed this on our on our trip to Quebec. We reached that point. It was going downhill. Obviously, and maybe this is just going to be natural anyway. It takes me a lot longer to go down because of my knees. Yeah, hiking down, snowshoeing down, whatever. But yeah. they're fast. But. That's probably to be expected because they're kids. Whereas going uphill, they get way tired. Yeah. I, I actually outperform them, which is kind of funny for kids. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, well, remember, you train more than they do. Yeah. Right. And you're willing to, you're better at suffering than they are, too. Yeah. I guess there was a time it would have been hard for me, too, but not anymore. Yeah. I'm just looking at them like, why? You know what was funny was when I came back on our first hike, we were gone for two hours. I'm like, do you want to go to the other place and go? To- <laughs> They're like, can we just go back and take a nap? Yeah. And I start laughing. I'm like, oh, you guys are out of shape. Yeah, we've been, <laughs> I've talked about this before, though. There's the X, right? Because, uh, you know, we're getting older. So eventually we're going to start going downhill. And eventually they're coming uphill. And there will be a point where we cross where we're both at the same fitness level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the whole point is hold that off as long as possible. So there you go. Yeah. So until next time, hopefully uh, if you guys have any questions, um, you know, go to our website, livewildradio.com. You can send us, you know, comments, questions, any of that kind of stuff. Are we, Uh, are we going to put our uh, links to our gear? We probably should. What, what we use. Yeah. 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 Uh, We'll put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, Then uh, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook, live wild radio. Uh, You know, Engage. If we you like, like, yeah. If we, you, we like engaging. And if you liked this episode, um, do us a favor, share it. Yep. Um, and, and if if the app that you get it from has a rating, oh yes, please, please give us ratings. Yes, we really do ask for that because it uh, it helps with the algorithm or something. Gets us more on the radar. Gets us more across other people's, uh, you know, recommendations, etc. You know, blah blah blah. You know, because it's one of these things. It's like everybody and the brother, like we started before the pandemic. But uh-huh. but during the pandemic, everybody and their brother has started a podcast. 
So, you know, we're fighting it out with everybody now. So if you like what we're doing, you know, share it, like it, subscribe it, you know. I don't know how all this shit works. Uh, (laughs) There you go. So until next time, work hard. Play dirty.